So we are starting the third chapter, verse six of the Uttar Gita. This is called the last message of Sri Krishna. Uh, we had completed in verse five last time, so we are doing verse six. This is Uddhav Gita, chapter three, verse six. Whether he has an abundance of enjoyable things or he has none, the sage who has set his heart upon the Lord neither overflows nor streams like the ocean on account of the waters of the rivers. You will have to shut down your audio, whoever has joined. Can you mute your audio please? So I'll do the verse again. Whether he has an abundance or enjoyable things or he has none, the sage who has set his heart upon the Lord neither overflows nor shrinks like the ocean on account of the waters of the river. The characteristics of a sage are very unique. Human beings have a very different tendency. They are either hot or cold. What it means is Sometimes they feel they are in love, sometimes they feel they are not in love. Sometimes they feel that they have to get certain you know, answers, sometimes they feel they don't have to get any answers. Sometimes people feel that yes, I want to feel very nice about certain things. That means, let us say, take an example of an object, you know. Now you will find that, uh, let us say, a hero in a movie. Sometimes you feel the hero is one of the best heroes in the in the world and sometimes you feel he is the worst character on earth. Now why does that happen? This happens because human beings have the tendency of a yo-yo. They swing left, right, left, right, left, right. They think that you know that the person is defined by what he is doing and what he is not doing. So the hero has done some great films in which he has acted very nicely. So he is to be admired. But the moment the hero does something wrong, maybe he gives a political statement or he tweets something and then the entire idea about the hero collapses. This is the yo-yo a person goes through in life. Spiritual people, those who are spiritually perfect people, which are called the sages, the saints, the realized beings and so on and so forth, they don't have a yo-yo in their life. They are fixated. They know the truth. And the truth is so very important that there is God and God is everything and I love God. I have nobody else in this world except God to look up to. And they see God in everything. Right? So, how do they see God in everything? Let us look at the verses which are there in the Bhagavad Gita. Krishna himself says that God is in everything. Isn't it? When Krishna says God is in everything, as a normal human being or as a sadhaka or as a disciple, or a devotee, do you really believe that you can see God in everything? No. You think you can have love for your guru or God fixated, fixed absolutely at zero levels, at you know, or maybe 100% levels? No. You feel 
sometimes my guru does something for me i feel very nice about it at other times he doesn't even give a damn to me he doesn't even look at me he doesn't even care for me so so what happens to this love that is there for god or guru it goes out of the window everything in this life is in this you know movement like you here in here a moment and the next moment not there but to be steadfast steadfast in love and devotion is the only thing that is why krishna says see god in everything so can you see god in the bad things that are happening around you nobody can see them there are people who will come to me when somebody is dying something is going wrong some problems are there in their life but at other times they will not come at other times they have other important things to do and some people are such that they will keep on saying guruji 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 and somebody falls ill somebody falls sick some problem big problem comes in their life like money problem or some fights are happening guruji goes out of the window can you see this yo yo happening there is no steadiness in it so the love seems to come and then it seems to go out and then it seems to come and then it seems to go out so this is one thing which you need to understand can you be rock steady so i'll tell you a story this is a story of eknath maharaj how many people have heard of eknath maharaj eknath maharaj was a great saint of maharashtra he was there and uh, one day he decided that he has to go to north india where river ganga flows and he went all the way walking haridwar rishikesh you know all those places which are there and during those old times there was no way of transporting water except through carrying them on a shoulder into pots so he carried the ganga water from there walked down all the way from the himalayas up to banaras triveni sangam you know kalabad pravada prayag as we call it today so he walked all the way down and he did the oblations over there now why would a person want to do oblations where the ganga is flowing see the purity of water is different in every place if you go to west bengal and if you dip your hand in the water will you drink it thinking that it is ganga no if it is coming from gomukh you will want to put your mouth right up to it if it coming up to say banaras you want to purify the water you want to see that all the sediments settle down and then you want to yeah you may take a bath but you will go to the hotel room once again and take another bath and if you go further down further down further down it comes more and more contaminated i'm not saying ganga is bad i'm saying there are people in this world who want to contaminate ganga so let us come back to the story so eknath when he did this offering at prayag then he said i will now go down south to rameshwaram 
Do you know how many days journey would be by foot? It takes a long time to walk. Thousands of kilometers it is. Imagine this person carrying those pots of Ganga water to wash who? Rameshwar. You know? Okay. So he was walking down and just he was about to enter Rameshwar. Something very strange happened. There was a donkey lying on the floor, on the ground, and he was dying. He was very sick and dying. Eknath Maharaj thought for a moment and said, What can I do? Then he remembered the words from the Bhagavad Gita. You have to find God even in the ass. A donkey. So he takes out that water which he has kept for the divine and gives it to the ass, puts it in his mouth. The moment he does that, he gets the darshan of the Lord. And this is how Eknath Maharaj sees God in everything. You cannot have this yo-yo attitude. You cannot have this attitude where when I get into trouble, I have to connect. Don't. Or when you are not in trouble, my Guruji is useless. Forget about Guruji. We don't even think of God. No. He's not a human being. He's not some average person that we are talking about. We are talking about someone whom we have to use and Guruji is a person whom you have to use so that you can go towards your enlightenment or whatever that you have to get in your life. That is the truth. So it is not a yo-yo. It is very important that you stay connected. Alright? Staying connected also doesn't mean that you have to impose or you have to literally sit on top of the head. No. It means Spiritual connection has to be established on a continuous basis. So coming back to this verse where he says, For a normal human being there are too many do's and don'ts and you know wants and desires and this and that. For us says there are none. There are absolutely none. Why would the sage have any requirements? It is like telling the river, I mean telling the ocean, See, I am going to pour a river of water into you. So you will become great. You see, the Ganga, the Yamuna, the Saraswati, the Kaveri, the Krishna, the all the great rivers are pouring into the ocean only. Isn't it? Are they not pouring into that great ocean? So what does the ocean say? Oh, I am so thankful. No, he is already full. The ocean is filled when the ocean is filled, where is the question of trying to fill it more? This filling is literally like being in love. When the person is 100% in love, can you give one more person to that? You see, when I tell my devotees, the disciples, I tell them, you know, you need to clean your hearts of all the contamination that is there. If there is already some contamination, can you fill the heart with the love of God or love of the Guru? No, you can't. 
think about it what i am saying let us say you are in love with x a person you know you are a woman who is in love with a man now the heart is filled with that man's love can you have another why in it think about it you are in love with a man love with a man i am not saying oh just like that no <laughs> you are truly in love with a man can you have another man in that no when you already boiled milk in one vessel or you already say made some curry in one vessel and the vessel is not cleaned can you put milk in it and heat it no you can't isn't it in the same way suppose now you know we have all the ginger garlic paste set home everybody has ginger garlic paste at home or garlic paste at home we buy from outside we have filled it in one bottle hmm? now after the garlic paste is over we wash the bottle and we keep it and suddenly you buy some honey or something like that now this honey is in a pack which has to be you know emptied in another bottle and you find this empty bottle over there can you pour the honey in that bottle which is which was having you know garlic in it earlier remember it was a washed bottle but you know what is going to happen your honey is going to start smelling of garlic and you will not like it so your heart has to be like this pure bottle not that garlic stained bottle see when you have too many things in your heart you cannot have the love for god no so what is the way out the way out is to see god in everything but can you people feel that when they have the time they will go to temple when they have the time they will attend satsangs when they have the time they what do you mean when they have the time this is not the right way of doing things you have to have the steadiness okay so this steadiness is there with the sages and we are doing this chapter because you want to become somebody like that don't you want the love and devotion for god so you cannot have a yo-yo mind you need to see god in everything and you need to have that equanimity and that steadfastness and you should become like an ocean not like a river just now i gave an example of ganga river from the beginning to the end it starts getting dirtier and dirtier and dirtier and by the time it reaches the bay of bengal it's already very dirty nobody will want to take water and drink it over there this is what you got to think if you become the ocean then there is no question of contamination at all because you are already full filled and the sage is exactly like this ocean he is filled with love for the divine and for seeing god in everything so his mind doesn't do yo yo got it we'll move to the next verse this uddhav gita chapter 3 verse 7 the man of uncontrolled senses seeing women the enchantment created by the lord and being tempted by their blandishment falls into abysmal darkness like the moth into the fire the next guru of my guru is the moth those who have seen the moth you know what it does it goes around the fire and finally it jumps into it dying so this verse sounds 
very weird too. Now there are lots of women over here. They will think that what kind of a verse is this? Why is my Guru Dev saying something wrong about a woman? See the verse once again. The man of uncontrolled senses, seeing women, the enchantment created by the Lord, and being tempted by their blandishment falls into abysmal darkness like the moth into fire. Simply translated, when a man looks at a woman, he falls for her. And once he falls for her, he goes towards his doom. So it is literally like a man is compared to a moth and woman is compared to a fire. The verse states very clearly what is a woman considered here as the enchantment created by Lord? Let us go back to all the holy books that we can think of. One of the holy books that we can think of is called the Bible. Everybody knows the story of Adam and Eve. Isn't it? Adam was sleeping. Eve saw that apple, ate it and gave it to Adam and said, you also eat this. And Adam ate it. After that what happened? They were out of Garden of Eden. Great sages like Vishwamitra also fall for it. Gods like Indra Dev falls for it. Everybody falls for a woman. Human beings. Men. Why? Why is it so? God has made different kinds of things in this world. Right? Some are sweet, some are sour, some are salty, some are hot. Depends, isn't it? All different kinds. There are different kinds of flowers in this world also. Some are very attractive flowers. And some flowers you don't even want to see. Some flowers can be used to put on top of God. Some flowers can be presented to people. And some flowers can be put on the grave. Or maybe they can be put on the dead body. So why are there different kinds of flowers? Why are there different kinds of fruits? There are different kinds of fruits. There are some fruits which are edible. Some are non-edible. Some are poisonous. There are different kinds of plants. Plants, I'm sure you know, palak, spinach, you can eat. Poison ivy, you can't eat, you can't go near it also, you get poisoned, isn't it? So God has made different kinds of things in this world for different purposes and we need to understand the purpose of everything. A man has been created so that he can work and he can make this world a better place and go ahead in this life. A woman has been created for a different purpose. The body parts of a man are not the same as the body parts of a woman, correct? A man can lift hundreds of kilos of weight, maybe a woman may not be able to lift. A man can, you know, go and stay in the desert for a very long time. Maybe a woman can. A woman can bear children. A man can't. You understand? 
A woman can become emotional, she can cry. Maybe a man can't. A woman can feed a child. A milk, a man can't. So there are different things, there are different different functionalities especially for a man and for a woman. I hope you have understood what I am saying. There are interesting things in this world. A woman's body is very interesting. It's very enticing. A man falls for a woman's body. He looks at her and falls for that body. But ask a woman, can she fall the same way as a man falls for a man's body? Or can a woman fall like that? What is there in a man's body? There is nothing. Maybe today's men may be very metrosexual, you know, they will shave and they will have those nice, uh, you know, like George Clooney type of people. Of course, they are there, but look at all the men in this world. You, you see, I'm, I'm sure, you know, ask a woman when she goes for the marriage of one of her friends, one of her friends. Okay. And the first thing that she'll say, my friend looks so beautiful. Why has she married this donkey? They look at that man and they say, oh, he looks so ugly, you know. He's so black. He's so dark. My friend is so beautiful. She's so fair. She's so gorgeous. Why she couldn't find anybody? <laughs> so they are thinking, they, maybe my friend should find a Brad Pitt or somebody like that, you know, some handsome hunk, you know. This is the truth. There is nothing attractive in a man. But a woman is a very attractive creature. And the man keeps on falling for this attractive creature. I'm sure you have seen that there was one picture of Barack Obama, the previous president of America. And that picture became so famous that he was looking like this at an ass of a woman. And it became very famous. That picture became very famous. Why? I mean, a president is doing like this? The president, the prime ministers, everybody in this world falls. And there are no exceptions to this rule. No exceptions. Mm. So, it is written in the verse that man of uncontrolled senses, when his senses are not under control, he gets attracted to a woman. In the similar cases, a woman, now today's day, this is a Kali Yuga, so I am going to change the verse slightly. Okay? Let us think about a man instead of a woman. What happens to a woman when she looks at a man? How many women who are in the age group of 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 25, you know, that age group. I want to get married. I want to settle down. I want to do this. I want to do that. He's such a nice guy. He's that. What are they talking about? They're talking about getting married, settling down, having babies. That is all that they can think of. See, in their world, a young woman's world, she wants to settle down. Man, on the contrary, is only interested in sex. You should know these two differences. A woman wants to settle down. She wants to find the right man and settle down. 
and a man is interested in having sex he is like that that moth which we call her he goes from place to place to place also that is all that he is interested in he may get married to one but he may find another one and then another one and then another one and then another one and it goes on forever it doesn't stop anywhere if a man doesn't find another woman at least he finds a bottle or he finds a drug something or the other is there in his life yeah there today there are men who find work they stay at their workplace more than they want to go home if they are married please understand this also so here the verse says that a man falls for a woman similarly in kaliyuga a woman falls for a man and then what happens they go towards their doom because they lose their focus in life the immediate focus the in- immediate and the intermediate focus is what the immediate focus for a woman is to get married the intermediate focus is to have a family of my own and the distant focus is career job <laughs> i don't care you know my husband may be working and he may be earning quite a lot why do i need to work no this attitude a woman should never carry in her life don't you can be independent you can work for yourself you can be a really interesting individual in life you don't have to depend on some man please remember this you should be independent and you should never think with another people another person in mind by the way okay then there is no growth do you know if there is a there are theaters around you and if there are two people two people and one person says to another let's go for a movie another person says oh we'll go and see this one and this one says no we'll go for that one and then the that thing goes on you know constant can we see the other one no i don't like that hero oh can we see that one and finally what happens when there are two or three people there is no consensus anywhere let's drop the subject i don't want to go for any movie okay what we'll do we'll sit at home eat popcorn and watch tv wow no consensus this is what but if there is a single person then what happens you want to go and watch a movie you can go and watch any movie that you want you don't have to take anybody's permission you know if you want to go and watch a movie go and watch a movie but if there are two people you require consensus and consensus never happens likewise growth never happens so imagine this if a man falls for a woman he is never going to go anywhere in life and if a woman falls for a man remember she is going to go nowhere in life she is going to be exactly like the moth who goes around the fire and falls in it and dies okay so is end of story so no growth anywhere nothing happens all gone to doubts the foolish man the next verse says verse number 8 says the foolish man who with his vision blinded is tempted by such illusive creatures as women gold ornaments apparel and the like considering them as objects of enjoyment is destroyed like the moth you see this is an extension to the previous verse in the previous verse there was a thing called woman was involved in this now 
My Gurudev involves many other things. So what is he talking about? Greed and lust only. See the verse once again. This is chapter 3 verse 8 Uddhav Gita. The foolish man who with his vision blinded is tempted by such illusive creations as women, gold, ornaments, apparel and the like considering them as objects of enjoyment is destroyed like the moth. So just the way the moth falls into the fire, a man gets enchanted by these different different things. When the question of gold comes into the picture, it's not that the man is interested in gold. Yes, there are some idiots who want to wear 20 chain, gold chains. You know, they want to wear so many skadas and rings in all their fingers. I Have you not seen some idiots in life who wear gold? This finger, this finger, this finger, this finger. All the fingers, they have, you know, coin, the rings and they have so many chains. I'm not talking about that kind of a person. I'm talking about a person who gets enchanted, who falls for these things. Anything that is enticing. What is enticing? You know what is enticing? Lust and greed. Lust. A woman or a man. Greed. I want to build a house. I want to buy this thing. I want to buy a yacht. What do you want to buy a yacht for? So that it gets parked somewhere? See, think about it. In I have seen in America, in India we don't have place to park also by the way. In America people buy uh, some movie that is there that uh, I am watching you. What is that? Yeah, the, the, yeah, meet the Fockers. I have seen in some movies. I actually have not experienced it personally. But I have seen they have these big vehicles where they go on a holiday for some few days. Or they have yachts and they have boats and stuff like that. In some of the big places, they have big boats. 120 feet, 130 feet, this tall, that tall. And they buy this and they park it somewhere. Or some people have aeroplanes. And they will park it somewhere. For how many days do they use it in their life? I want you to think about it. Three days? Five days? People buy islands, you know. They buy big islands and they build a house over there. They build a, a nice place over there. And they use it just for three to five days in a year. I still remember there was a person called Vijay Malia. He had an island near Alibag, in near Mumbai. He had a fancy house in Uti. He had a fancy house in Goa. He had fancy houses across the world. Now this is one man. How many places can he go and stay? How many days in a year do you think he'll go to Goa? For three days stay or for a five days stay, he owns a massive property which has an upkeep. Understand what an upkeep means? You have to tend to it. You need to have people over there taking care of it. People have you know, houses somewhere in the villages and stuff like that. You know, farmhouses they call it. Think about it. People have these RVs. I don't know what an RV stands for, but RVs, the big vehicles. People have boats. People have uh, houses somewhere. This is greed. For using it for three days, you want to keep that stupid thing 
in your garage or in that sea somewhere or the ocean somewhere or that island is lying over there what is the point in having these kind of things when you are not even going to use them similarly a woman loves to you know gather sarees after sarees after sarees this is this saree which i got from here that saree i got from there that saree i got from there this dress i brought from here by the way your wedding saree how many times in your life have you used it 5 days 6 days and you might have spent 50000 on the saree it is just lying folded in the cupboard think about it what is the use there are people who have shoes and shoes and shoes and shoes and shoes racks full of shoes if you ask someone who has an entire wardrobe of shoes and clothes when was the last time you used this one oh in 2013 when i had gone to this place okay what happened in the last 5 years then 6 years he's just lying over there he's called greed why does a person want to gather so many things when they don't even want to use it think why does a person want to do that it's worthless it's a waste of money it's a waste of energy waste of everything likewise my gurudev is saying person gets attracted towards woman gold another very important thing in life is called gold ornaments person buys you know there is a company called tiffany's which is opening up in india also i bought a diamond ring over there for 10 crores or maybe i don't know how many lakhs of rupees or crores of rupees how many times in a year do you use it only in occasions occasions for that occasion you have bought 1 crore rupees ring or some jewelry an average human being buys say 3 lakhs 5 lakh rupees worth of you know chains and this and that and all that how many times in a year have you used it never most of the time i have to find an occasion to you know wear the sari people i have heard people say this i have not stitched a blouse for it oh you are not stitched a blouse i have not given it for pico oh i have not given it for pico and that is the reason why you can't use it so why have you bought i spent 10000 bucks on this sari useless sari which is lying in the cupboard there is no point recently somebody was buying a jewelry that jewelry was expensive i looked at that and i said you can buy 10 of these at the same price and this 10 can be used regularly but if you buy one expensive you won't use it at all you understand what i'm saying this is what human beings never understand some people buy the maybach you know that big fancy car okay they buy a rolls royce just recently i saw some person buying a rolls royce car and the cost of it was 6 crores 6 crore rupees and to do what to keep it in my garage because you see i can't take the car out on the roads of mumbai then why are you buying it so don't buy so this is called greed and lust is another thing so ornaments apparels i have explained this entire thing to you person gets enticed by this nonsensical stuff in this world and loses focus in life the true focus is to find god isn't it for every person in this world 
the true focus is to see god find god see god in everything a person says i can't see god i can't see anything oh is it you think god is some creature is going to stand in front of you and say oh yeah look at me i am god see can you see my you know tag over here i am god written over there there's nothing like that nobody is going to tell you that there is god over there you have to see god in everything god is called consciousness you can't see consciousness only in gold jewelry money power fame don't see only in that can you see god in poverty you know an average human being who is a poor man most of the poor people they don't require big houses to stay they don't have fancy jewelry they don't have fancy cars they don't have anything in the world which they have to lock and keep somewhere right are they not free they are free there are lots of people in my world who are married some of them are unmarried and those who are unmarried i tell them you people are very lucky ask the people who are married and the person who is married will say oh my god i got into such big trouble you know why did i get married i don't know you must be very lucky not to get married and when the person gets married they want to get out of it and they look at a person who has divorced or something like that and say no you are very lucky you got out of it then there are people who have children and they have to look after their children now they may be a single mother single father and they have a child i have to take care of my son i have to take care of my daughter they cannot get out of this life those who get married have children and those who get children are locked in that jail forever they can never be free remember i told you about consensus when there are two people there is no consensus and now think there are four people two children husband and wife do you think there is going to be a consensus have you ever gone to a restaurant and asked every person everybody is going to have idli here you know the children will say dad i don't want idli can we have a burger and the daughter will say i don't want to have burger i hate your burgers okay so what does she want she wants to have something else there is no consensus so the more people that are there in life the more disharmony there is those who are independent today when they have no commitment in their life they don't either husband wife children nor they should be happy because they don't have anything which is tying them to the chain you know in the jail in, as if one chain is there and tying it to that person over there there is no such tying you can walk out of your life understand this the importance of this is very very and if you have a house now let us say you own a house okay do you think you can get out of that i want you to think very carefully you may be a single woman or a single man but you own a property can you get out of that property can you take a holiday for one whole year somewhere just run away disappear no you can't you have to pay for the maintenance you have to do take care of the property you have to take care of everything just imagine you have a car can you go on a hiking holiday for say 12 months somewhere 
No, your car is going to be lying somewhere. You know, some person will come and take away the tires also. <laughs> That's what happens in India. You keep a, a car in one place for a few days, and you see everything inside the car disappears. So, did you get the point? Possession of properties or getting enticed by certain things can lead you towards your doom. It can put you in bondage, and you can never get out of it. So my guru says, "I am an avduta. I can roam free in this world because I don't have any bondage. I don't have any woman to look up to. I don't have any children. I don't have a house. I don't have any clothes, fancy clothes that I have to iron them. You got it? I don't have any possessions in my world, and." You have to become something like that. I am not saying that you have to become, you know, a bhikari in life. No, what I mean is, can you be an avduta? An avduta is a person who can live free, like a bird. They don't bother about tomorrow's food. They don't bother what clothes they wear. Do you think a bird is bothered about? I have to wear this tomorrow. They are already wearing a nice clothes, isn't it? So that is how. Can you live a life like that and not fall into this enchantment of like this different kinds of enchantments in this world? And this is today's lesson. So I will stop over here. We have done till verse eight. Tomorrow we will do verse nine. Okay. So take care. You have a very good day.